0: Welcome to Ergo, WHPK Ergo showcasing strong young voices from Chicago and beyond. I got very radio y on that one. I don't
1: know what happened there. You might be very radio y. <laughs> that might be an accurate description. What's up, people? How y'all feeling? You all right? Good. That's good to hear. Um, so we are here. It's Thursday at noon, WHPK Ergo Radio. We are showcasing strong young voices from Chicago and beyond in
2: the mm-hmm. physical
1: and metaphysical sense. Uh, I am Damon. <laughs> i'm kiss. I wish we could like get through one intro without being no, a weirdos. No, no it's, not, it's not.
0: We got a Martian on the show next week. It's about to be crazy. No, but we're very excited to be here. We have a very special guest um who I'm excited to have in the studio. But first, as always,
1: community announcements. Oh, we got the announcements for the community, y'all. So, <laughs> so this weekend. Don't even weekend, worry about this that. This weekend, yeah, we got you. This weekend, you have uh plenty of options. uh this Saturday, uh, my sister, who is the playwright Christiana Cologne, has, uh, launched a new, like, social awareness and, 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 like, fundraising campaign, uh, called Black Sex Matters. Um, so dealing with, with race and sexuality and gender, um, and non-binary issues. Uh, and so that's happening at the Prop Theater. Uh, Google that. We all have computers in our pockets now, or most of us do. Um, it's near Kedzie and Addison is, I'm, Blanking on the uh, exact address I believe it's on Elston. I believe there's a Facebook. I event. believe there's a Facebook <laughs> event So use the Facebook black sex matters is very hashtagable. taggable um, And it's a it's a great event and it's a fundraiser um, For a show that will be debuting um, later in the fall called Good Friday. It's an all um it's a cast of all women, women of color, um, dealing with issues of sexual violence um, and gender violence. So it's, it's a really great cause. Rock with us is fun. It's going to be uh, very cheap drinks. My mama going to probably be there showing out. So if you are an April fan, rock with us. Also this Saturday, uh, we are not we don't believe in competition here at Ergo Radio. Uh, there is Party Noir, which has been the hottest day party for the last year in the city. But this weekend, they're moving into nighttime from 9 to 3 at the Promontory. Uh, party Noir, go rock with them. Great friends of the show what you got i know and what then, you got oh it's, man it's, it's almost oh, time oh <laughs> man
0: next week i'm very excited about this actually uh i've been excited about it for a long time basically we do these we go chicago showcases and celebrations this will be the second one they're supposed to be quarterly but we're we're stretching the definition of that yeah. quarter term uh, so basically, a bunch of the artists we've you gotta had... gotta make the people wait for it, you know? Absolutely. We always leave them wanting more and then actually deliver. I don't know. We, we don't have an ethos around that here. Though, ethos did maybe perform at I the right, first one. Right, right, see what right. I did there? Anyway, after all that, basically, at the Silver Room on Friday the 17th, a bunch of the artists we've had on the show will be together in a room performing... We'll have a pop-up art gallery. We'll have some community organizations sharing their work and fundraising. It's free. It's all ages. You think your mom's gonna be the bartender at
1: this one too? I believe so. I believe that is like a, a necessary component of of anything that I am a part of. My She's mom the is headliner. At the
0: bar. <laughs> yeah, your mom is the headliner of every event we do. Um, but it's gonna be great. Free. All ages. Like I said, seven thirty p.m. Our doors at the Silver Room on Fifty Third on the seventeenth. Also, as part of that. Uh, we, we do a compilation mixtape. Uh, we're mixtape DJs in addition to all the other things we do. Um, I'm Chicago's DJ Clue up here. <laughs> it's a big claim. Uh, but we compiled a bunch of the live performances into a mixtape as of 30 seconds before the show started today. That is live on our SoundCloud We Go volume two, featuring performances from a ton of amazing people who have been on the show. So go listen to that. It is downloadable. It's streamable. It's listenable. It's enjoyable. Cop that now so thanks for the snaps dame i appreciate it quick quick
1: precursor also last announcement guys we're gonna
0: do a full hour of plug there's a lot going on in this this community that's the
1: next album oh yeah yeah true um (laughs) yeah so let us breathe collective anybody who's fan of the the artist organizing collective uh we are doing another event in douglas park the last day of cps for students that are getting out of school it's called free day it's all about freedom we'll tell you more about it next week all right Let's get it going. Also, shout out to our sponsor, Lighthouse, 53rd, 1373, East 53rd Street.
0: Hey, all right, finally, you're a very patient person, <laughs> our special guest. <laughs> you know, kind of the, the the unofficial catchphrase of our show has kind of become alternative learning spaces. We say that all the time. It comes up basically every episode. And I think um, just from the limited time I've spent in the amazing space that you work to create, uh, y'all embody that in a way that's like the most welcoming and open and like the least kind of problematically yucky version of that in the city. And I'm really excited
1: to have you here, Vanessa Sanchez of Yolo Cali. <laughs> so so how are you feeling? Uh we, we always ask the question on this day, how is the world treating you and how are you treating it?
3: The world is uh the world is treating me pretty well. Um had a good morning. Uh, met with the mother of a former student of ours. Um, oh, ate a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's doing pretty good. And you know, I recycle, so I <laughs> treat it well.
0: <laughs> do you do that's the cycle. peanut? Do you do the peanut butter on one half, jelly on the other, the traditional way, or do you do half and half and then fold it over like a smaller sandwich?
3: Oh, uh, I do one on.
0: One, one, in each,
3: one, one on each, each side. Okay. And then,
1: and then, and then side. cut it. <laughs> oh, and you do diagonal <laughs> then, cut? Or I did uh, four squares. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> we're festive here. <laughs> <All right. laughs> we're super silly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I actually despise peanut butter, so I, I'm, I'm glad you didn't. Okay. Um, it would have been an awkward interview. You <laughs> yeah. <prepared>. I would have been really <laughs> upset. Uh, but no, the serious. no, I'm really excited to have you here. Uh, I feel like I've been privileged to, like, have access to or be like kind of close to a lot of the arts and like arts learning space especially those that center youth in the city uh but i have never like uh directly encountered yolo cali but Mm -hmm. however um i hear and see kind of the product of it so much it's come up on the show at least three three to four times it Mm -hmm. feels like from from a few of our guests so i'm really excited to have you here and to learn more like internally about the work that that you do so for those (laughs) who've never heard Mm-hmm. That name, right? Or that brand, if, if yeah. I can use that language. <laughs> uh, uh, explain explain it to the people.
3: Yes. Yolo Cali is uh, a youth initiative of the National Museum of Mexican Art. So we call them our parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and it started off in 1997. Um, it's a free uh, teen art space. We do free digital media and free visual arts programs for teens and young adults also. We go all the way up to 24. Uh, we stretch our minimum to like 12 13 just Mm -hmm. because sometimes we get a really awesome 12 year old and we're like come on up please (laughs) um and yeah we do a wide range of uh street art programs graffiti public art um and we acquired about uh three years ago when we had to move out of our old space on 18th and loomis we're now located in little village um the journalism program which is formerly known as radio arte um it was really well known in the city uh, bilingual radio station ninety point five FM, um, and we require we acquired that journalism program, and now we're bringing it back to life. Um, we have a show now on Lumpin' Radio on Saturdays from twelve to two. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called What's Up. millions uh, <laughs> of uh, um, puns. <laughs> um, and you know, we're just trying to bring that whole. Radio, young Latino, non Latino, just young people getting back onto the radio and learning what that's all about.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was so little backstory. So I, I was up in the space for the first time, I don't know, about three weeks ago, a month ago. Mm-hmm. Y'all you know, like had kind of an open showcase of what people have been making. Mm-hmm. And I walked into this room, and there's, you know, five kids at a table making radio. Yeah. In the middle of an interview, uh you know, I kind of walked in the room and I felt like I was in heaven. I mean, it's literally like <laughs> all I've ever wanted to see in my entire life was that was folks sitting around a table and it looked, it was so comfortable. Also there were people watching. The conversation was pretty loose and and flowing. Um, you mentioned that it kind of got folded in mm-hmm. as Radio Arte Fade was ended, but it, it had been on, that program had been on an FM station yeah. for a long time. How, uh, how have y'all basically what's the role that you think that station that program played in the city in a way and what are you hoping that the new initiatives around it can do
3: yeah it started in 97 um the same time uh yolo kali started so i kind of grew up around mm-hmm. that radio station uh, while being at yolo um and just seeing all the young talent that came out of that station i feel like that's like what was the best part and all the great stories that they were able to put out from immigration to LBTQ issues to just things happening in the community. Um, And it was just like that go-to radio Mm -hmm. station that you knew you could get some great information, you could hear some really fun music and maybe you could hear your friend on the radio. So it was just, it was really great. Um, So we're just trying to bring that back, you know, getting the kids to feel excited about the radio and to feel excited to tell their stories. and uh say some really weird stuff too yeah were you uh
0: (laughs) were you on the air ever as a as a youth participant on the uh the previous
1: iteration
3: i wasn't because i was the the art kid in the yolo side and i did it i was like oh the radio i'm scared
1: (laughs) i think um from like reading some stuff about you i think that's uh the trajectory that kind of intrigues me the most like we, we've had a few people in different spaces that like have went from student to teacher or participant mm-hmm. to facilitator uh so I, I would love to hear like you know how you look back at that like track of going from from receiving so much the space to, to b- being one that's able to shape yeah. or help provide something to the space
3: yeah i started off there uh first year of college so i was a little older um but a really great person a friend was working there william estrada um he should be on here too Mm -hmm. he's an amazing person um he i'll write that down (laughs) (laughs) um so he was like oh come it's free you know come make some art and i was like i love free let me i'm down (laughs) um and uh you know i went to a place that was just full of art full of people who i never met before and were just very open to me um and surrounded by just creativity and it felt really good. And that's the space, that's the environment that we want to continue to have at your locality' is just like you, like the way you felt, just a warm, welcoming, crazy, uh not having to feel like this authority figure is trying to tell you what to do, but there to help you and guide you. Mm-hmm. Um and so luckily, um I became an intern there. And then when I graduated college, they offered me um a full-time job I was like, yes a job <laughs> had a painting degree <laughs> i was like woo. <laughs> um and then you know again being surrounded by other great directors other people from the museum too great teaching artists um other young people that are just growing with me and then seeing them grow too um and it was just a great space and just i feel lucky that Uh, William ever said, come on through. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm there. So uh, yeah. Um, And that's, that's all I want for, you know, the, any young person coming into space to be able to have these opportunities or see what other ways, uh, pathways are out there for them.
0: Yeah. And I think so that that kind of openness and welcoming that you're describing part of what felt so genuine about it walking in was that like, I felt of course, as an outsider and visitor and observer, welcome in the space, but it didn't feel at all. And I think this is in contrast to sometimes how other uh, iterations of youth programming feel. It didn't feel like it was for me. Like it didn't feel like this big presentation of like, look at all this stuff these kids made for your eyes. Mm -hmm. It was like, Oh, we've been just making stuff over here. If you want to see it, you can come see it. It's open to that, but like, it's not being made for you. Right. um, Which is super cool. Yeah.
3: Um, Yeah. It's just there. It's just there for the, for the young people. And, Word. you know, we just want to be there for them.
0: Cool. Uh, so I'm thinking about uh, before that moment when when you're invited into the space. Just to get a little backstory. Where in the city are you from? What, yeah, let's start with that.
3: I'm from Little Village, Word. La Villita. Yeah. Um, and I grew up there most of my life. Uh, now I live in Pilsen. Uh, went to UIC. Word. Studied painting, like I mentioned. Yeah. Still a painter at heart. Printmaker at heart. Uh, I'm also part of a printmaking group, Instituto Grafico de Chicago, Um, and I'm a mama. Hey, Hey. how old are you? Uh, you He's eight.
1: Wow, what's his name? Uh, (laughs) Hilligar. Shout out Hilligar. (laughs) Big
0: podcast lesson. Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: He's busy on the field trip. Where, where's the field to go? it was to Juarez High School he's mm-hmm. like you should come I'm like I can't I'm sorry baby <laughs>
0: <laughs> but so so growing up in Little Village mm-hmm. where were the where were the art spaces around formal or informal where were you seeing people make things
3: Uh, I, I wasn't <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think what was great about growing up in Little Village was there was artwork there was some really great just like historical murals mm-hmm. in the neighborhood that um, just became these pieces that, um, that placed the memory in me. Um, and so it wasn't until high school, I always did like painting with my mom, she was a very creative. Mama also. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until high school, I went to any young um, that I feel I like a quarter m- of our guests have gone to
0: Winnie. It was like, <laughs> not, like it's kind of ridiculous oh, at this point. Yeah. They should sponsor
3: us. Or <laughs> you don't know. Sometimes, yeah, it's funny to meet people. Oh, you went to Winnie Young too? Oh my God. <laughs> um I had some really great art teachers, was sure I was gonna become a veterinarian mm-hmm. uh coming out of that school and then took a first year of college and I was like, huh, who am I kidding? I want to paint. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um so yeah I didn't I didn't really do because I was so f- much focused on academics yeah. I didn't do a lot of after school art programs like the Marwins or um, I think that was it I think that's all I yeah. really knew about when I was young was Marwin because uh, after school matter wasn't around till after I finished high school Word. Um,
0: yeah that's interesting I mean yeah. thinking about because there's there's the, like, knowing about it, and then there's actually, like, when all these things became programs that people, even if they, heard, like, just actually became accessible, mm-hmm. I think. So you don't have to date yourself completely, but, like, <laughs> roughly what window are we talking about here where they're um,
3: really a yeah, I'm I'm fine. I'm yeah. thirty-four. It's cool. Okay. I didn't I'm, want, I didn't proud. Want I'm proud. I'm proud. Proud. <laughs> um so yeah, it was uh I know Yolo Kali started in ninety seven, but when I started high school in ninety-six, I didn't hear about it. I didn't right. know about mm-hmm. it. You know, my mom always took us to museums, always took us around the city, but um I just didn't know about it. And it wasn't until William started working there that I did, and and like I said, that was kind of like where it all began then. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I as I think about like the story of yolo kali i think being so to take it back like we're, we're in chicago like the most segregated city in the country mm-hmm. right uh, and so much about segregation is about space and access to space um and so i think about the narrative of this like fantastic program uh being a product of this fantastic museum mm-hmm. in, in pilsen uh and so i i kind of well I, as you're saying like you didn't hear about it for uh you know a few years mm-hmm. so to speak um how has having access to that type of space allowed the program um, to be something that was not available to you when you were in high school? Do you you, you get what I'm saying?
3: Yeah. Now it's just about me pushing it out there. I think, um, I think not knowing about YOLO for, for those four years or five years, I think that's really about the time it takes for a program to grow anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, uh, When we were in Pilsen, um, we had a really great reputation being in Pilsen. We were there for a long time, and it wasn't until four years ago that we had to move out of that space. And um, luckily, the Little Village Boys and Girls Club, which I always knew, because that's where actually the radio station started off, WCYC. Um, And... uh, and you were a little village boy, and i was a little village uh so it was like this amazing blessing of like come back to little yeah. village the same station, all the station stuff just like fit right into the old station um and i was in a place that i felt comfortable in that i was happy to be in that I was happy to provide more and not that that area needed more needed like like we're here to save you but you know i just knew when i grew up if there was a yolo there I would have gone. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of nice to be there and be able to have these young people. It's it's taken us three, four years to get this group of young people to really start coming and enjoying it.
1: So I'm curious to think about the the, the two neighborhoods, because they often get mentioned Mm -hmm. in the same breath. Um, Being rooted in Pilsen and moving and being more active in Little Village has that process helped like um, strengthen the connection between the two communities anyway
3: have you um yes and no because uh, we still have that home base also with the right. museum mm-hmm. and then we do have like a side space uh we are a part of the chicago park district's art partners and residents so we do have a smaller space at barrett park that we do other activities at mm-hmm. and that's in pilsen 28 like uh sir Megan and damon um, and so we do try to find a way to connect. I think in any, in any way, we're just always trying to get the young people out of right. their neighborhood and explore what else is out there. Um, but uh, we have a youth council, and that youth council is the one that's really developing other youth-based community events. Yeah. And uh, one of them is Chill Set, which is at the museum. 2G in November. Um, and so that's trying to bring other young people out to Pilsen and see what else is out there. Um,
0: yeah, I think that mm-hmm. format, I want to talk a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, I got like a million pieces to go but I guess that's part of the job is I got to figure out one but thinking about uh, that model that youth council model and I think it's part of what enables it to feel different from other spaces where it feels like look at our young people and they're on display it right. actually gives some agency to to shape what it looks like what how, how does that format work for y'all What what kind of influence and agency does that youth council have in terms of deciding what y'all do
3: yeah um we made that youth council to really bring back that youth voice into Mm -hmm. the organization that's what we wanted it to be um and so when we developed it or we when we like formalized it actually there i would say there was a youth council it was the group of young people that just like hung out (laughs) constantly they
0: couldn't get to go home yeah, yeah
3: and um my coworker, Whitney, um, she's she kind of, like, oversees the Youth Council. Um, so they just – we used to call it the Whitney Fan Club because <laughs> they would just stick around and just hang out with Whitney. <laughs> and they were like, man, Whitney really got a fan club over here. Now they call her mom, and then we call her mom too, but whatever. Oh, man. Um, but um, so, yeah, we I guess we formalized it and called it the Youth Council, and then we um, worked – out that they have to find funding for projects that they want to do that reflect what Yolokali does. And that's how it started. And now uh, it took us, again, it took us a little bit to grow it in Little Village once we moved because it was all Pilsen kids. And um, now we have our Little Village crew. And, um, yeah, it's really much about them deciding what they want to do, what they think is cool, what they don't. Um, And then us just being there to support them, trying to find money with them. Um, so they you know apply to Chicago park districts uh, Night on in the parks they 've applied to um the awesome foundation yeah um i can 't think of the other first one we did so it's a
0: great experience in terms of like the practicality of being a community builder and an artist is like oh, here is literally how you have to go out to get this money yeah, that is not a skill that gets like formally taught or people no. really experience usually at that age that's pretty cool yeah
3: and they sell merch too so a lot of the summer too was about them going out and selling merchandise at yeah. other community events
0: I got a little notebook from y'all in my backpack <laughs> there you right go now. see yeah, it's it's very <laughs> very very cool looking um so I want to I want to go back because we talked about some of the beauty of the that, that homecoming of sorts mm-hmm. for you but I could imagine how Uh, I don't know the story of how y'all ended up out of Pilsen. I could imagine it being an example of the violence of the neighborhood gentrifying. I don't know if it is. Uh, Does that ring true? How does that work directly, indirectly?
3: Yeah, uh, that was a tough year. Um, (laughs) um, Because not only did they sell the radio station, which a lot of community people were very upset about, um, but they had to sell the building. And that Mm -hmm. kind of grew out of just, honestly, the way that, Funding is at the mm-hmm. museum. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't think it was that they're like, ah, this program stinks. That's not it. it. That's wasn't it all. It was just you know lack of resources and funding for um, the radio station and for a building. It was a whole other building, you know. And the museum. People like to think that because it's a museum, they have a ton of money. Right. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> Still a nonprofit. Yeah. Um, and so. Uh, around that time too, the former director was leaving and I knew I was going to become director. And so I kind of took it upon me to say, okay, this program's not going away. We're going to keep it moving. Let's find a space. We had that Barrett park space, but we wanted something that felt more. And, um, luckily the little village boys and girls club was looking for a teen program to be on that Mm -hmm. second floor, the top floor of their building. Um, and we met, uh, with the director Milo and, um, it worked out. We both had the same ideas, we both, I had a need, he had a need, and it was just perfect. It was like a match made in heaven.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that that kind of determination, though, that this isn't going to fade. Right. uh, It it did work out so beautifully. Mm -hmm. But I'm wondering just for you personally, in that moment of flux, Mm -hmm. like how you stayed focused on because it, it is a you know, we've seen with all kinds of stuff, we talked about physical space earlier, like that challenge, you can have all the ideas and all the programming you want but having that physical home is so important. Yeah. How
3: did you uh kind of keep the eyes on the prize there? Uh man, I just did a lot of uh I I'm a very optimistic person. I'll just say that. I'm very optimistic. I'm
1: sensing that. And
3: <laughs> and I just don't I didn't want to see it go. That was like my second home, yeah. you know, and that was a second home for a lot of other young people and um and I met with a lot of other places, um, you know, people from different neighborhoods and it just, like I said, it just kind of worked out and it was just like this magical thing that, uh, that the club was, was in need also at right. uh, the same time we were. Um, cool. yeah.
0: <laughs> cool. So let's take a, a, a break, catch our breath. This is a song, a recommendation from yeah. Vanessa. I was <laughs> listening to it before. I really like it. Uh, I think I'm equally flummoxed about how to pronounce the first name yeah. of the singer. It's either. Wait, 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 let's, let's slow down. F- you flummoxed? Flummoxed. Sent, sent you for a loop there? <laughs> all right,
1: all right, let's, let's uh, define for the people. <clears throat>
0: flummoxed, it just means confused.
1: All right, for sure. Uh,
0: <laughs> Gordon Banks, keep you in mind, or Jordan Banks. It's G-U-O, I, I'm, I'm flummoxed, one could say. <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: You're listening to Ergo, WHVK, ergoradio.com. Yep.
4: Yeah.
1: is a, a banger from Gordon or Jordan Banks I like that song where, where do you think <laughs> you heard that one before then uh I was just told that I probably heard it on V one hundred and three. Shout out. Well, yeah, I
0: don't, no, no, they, they we already said no competition. I like V one hundred and three.
1: Shout out to V one hundred and three. I actually like grew up at that station a lot, but it's uh, it's like clear channel stuff. We're gonna
0: lose like our. Channel. We're gonna use. Our, we're
1: gonna lose our
0: young person credit. Ah, uh, shout out to V
1: one
0: hundred and three. Hey right. man,
1: we're intergenerational, but yeah, this is WHPK eighty-eight point five. This is Ergo Radio, the most fire radio station <laughs> in Chicago. <laughs> About that beef, <laughs> but I feel like you had a question. I feel like. Oh you yeah,
0: had a well. Very excited as we've been talking with uh, with Vanessa Sanchez of Yolo Kali, uh, and I, I'm thinking a lot. We, you know, we we're place based as much as we can be, even though the podcast we're worldwide with it. You know, mm, mm, shout out to the mm. 14 listeners in Germany, and, hey. everyone, and you know, and we had three listeners in Zimbabwe on one hey, of our episodes. Hey, it's pretty crazy. Either that or it's like some robots messing up our numbers. Anyway, uh, it's up to the robots. Like, I don't discriminate, <laughs> but we are. <laughs> but this is you know this is a beyond the beyond the beyond it is a Chicago thing Uh, but I I was kind of surprised to find as I was prepping for this show that we hadn't really talked about Little Village much um, which was especially surprising because we've done so much work both in terms of stuff we've talked about but also around some of the Let Us Breathe work in North Lawndale a neighboring community Um, and I'm curious for you one as someone doing community building work and facilitating there and then also as someone who grew up there uh where are the were the like spatial overlaps between the two neighborhoods mm. and how do some of the invisible walls get maintained between the two whether it's you know class or race and ethnicity
3: there yeah um i'll start with the bad so <laughs> i think honestly i think those, those walls happen um, out of racism mm-hmm. um, within uh, the neighborhood, within the little village neighborhood, not to put it down. But I think um, that kind of happened, uh, especially when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, old old people have different points of views. That's yeah. it. Um, if we discounted every neighborhood with <laughs> racism in the <this> city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but what I think is happening now is, is there is – there are a lot of organizations trying to build that bridge, trying to find ways to collaborate or just find other spaces that uh, there can be those uh, moments of collaboration. Um, like the North Lawndale uh, Christian, oh my gosh, I'm gonna... North Lawndale Community Development Group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. they, they've they been really good about, uh, you know, partnering the Firehouse. Um, I believe they're a part of them. It's mm-hmm. another art space. Um, in that neighborhood, um, I go to Green Tomato a lot, which is yeah. a really delicious very cafe. Very <laughs> <laughs> I feel like honestly, that's like a really good one that's like building the bridge. Mm. <laughs> Get your good food, good coffee. I was
0: food is yeah. Without being super cliche, I was talking to someone. And they were like, "So, what would you do over the weekend?" And everything I listed was a meal I ate. And I was like, <laughs> as much as I like to think like music and art is my lens, I really think that like what I'm eating is really my yes. lens.
1: Yeah. So, so like you know. <clears throat> I would love to, to, to kind of talk about how like the program or if the kids ever have the space to like deal with this idea of separation and spatial like, you know, uh, distance, right. That, 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 we're talking about. Cause what, cause what mm-hmm. that is, is like a very political idea. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the other takeaways from when you put together all the episodes that we did that like, you know, many people say that art is inherently political. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so ha- have this, and that a lot of, the people that are doing political work got politicized in artistic spaces. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so do you experience or see that happening in, in the programs with the youth or, you know, where, where the creation and the aesthetic leads to like political thought,
3: I, I don't think I see it too much now, Mm -hmm. uh, again, we're very much about, um, finding an artist that we admire the work of, and then having them bring that to the young people mm-hmm. um, so they can be mentored on what they're thinking. And so um, I feel like when it when work does get politicized, it's because of the work of the artists, such as Ricardo Gamboa, who you guys have had on.
1: The super homie.
3: <laughs> so um, when Ricky was there, and he was both in our Pilsen and Little Village space, um, and he could tell even more stories about like the differences and like, you know, um, we need like a seven hour
4: podcast.
0: Yeah, so that would <laughs> Wait, I want to do I want to do like a twenty four hour radio marathon where Ricky just talks the whole time <laughs> like, about the world. <laughs> <laughs> and then we would transcribe it into a four thousand page novel. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Shout and, out, to uh, Ricky. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think it's like you know when he was in there that that rhetoric, everything, all that way of thinking and making art was a part of that that program. Um, and now you do get some of that, like our street art class, I guess does have some of that. Um, they had this whole, maybe you saw those pieces of like, there was like a Trump piece mm-hmm. there was like this piece like wanted and mm-hmm. you know, some of it got political, some of it didn't. Um, yeah, again, it's just who were, who those young people are interacting with is really putting forth uh, the work that they're making.
0: Yeah. And I think it's important. It's actually something it relates to when we had the stretch and Bob interview, Back in December, they said, like, regardless of the content, like the act of making something and having access to space like that, that is one political and two, just a radical act, regardless of what gets Mm -hmm. put down on the record or on the canvas or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think it's interesting because in some of the other spaces, uh, you know, that we've had a lot of people from, whether it's YCA or, or other things like that, like there is this, like... You can almost not take it for granted but it's like an an inherent assumption that people will be what they will be making will be a direct challenge sometimes not a like very nuanced direct challenge but it's like that's the valued, the only valued kind of subject do you think that rings true dame
1: i'm i'm trying to follow the question yeah (laughs) it's not exactly
0: basically like like the kind of freedom to make whatever people Mm -hmm. want to make that I saw Yolo Kali and it sounds like you're describing. Mm -hmm. I don't think that that necessarily exists in some of these other spaces Mm -hmm. because there's this like pressure and assumption that what you make has to be like a direct, you know, protest anthem or whatever. Right, right,
1: And it actually ends up limiting artists. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think. And young people. um, Yeah. A conversation I was just having. So one, I think in the question I was asking mm-hmm. you, I think art is inherently political based off what you said and kind of bar- borrowing from, like, the idea from Stretch and Bobito. Uh And I think when done correctly, right, like, good politics, or at least radical politics, is also art. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so with that, like, the idea of of forcing the, like, the protest anthem or the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the you know, the most radical painting that I can make um, sometimes misses the point um, because creating what is true to you, yeah. um, is isn't in, is inherently political. I, I think. I think. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's how we did that. I agree with what yeah. you just
0: said. I'm gonna throw yeah. it to you now. What do you, you agree? No. <laughs> yes,
1: I agree. Yeah. So, so, so I, I have a um, a question. So, as someone who is like beginning to um have the opportunity to like. Shape a lot of spaces and and to um, participate and shape a lot of dialogues, um, particularly from like a a, a black centered lens. Um, I get asked the question often about um, what what are we doing to build black and brown solidarity um, and. Um sometimes just by how we operate in space, I think we do that. Um, and then also, you know, on the more political like organizing tip, right? Like um, sharing resources and, and 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 connecting the issues, right? Like so if we're talking about police killings and mass incarceration, that same system is what is mechanizing like deportation and and the the, the mm-hmm. like persecution of of immigrant. Uh, communities but whenever i get asked that question uh it sometimes feels disruptive
4: mm-hmm.
1: um, and so i'm curious is in your space do, do do you get asked often about like what about black people or what about like mm-hmm. brown black solidarity what are you doing to, to bridge think, that gap
3: yeah uh i don't get that question that much um i do i feel like the the more questions i get are like uh more about gentrification a lot mm-hmm. of people love to ask me about that i'm like i'm no expert but i'll give my opinion because right. i live in pilsen if um, you're curious
0: you can rewind to the 18 minute mark that's when i asked. <laughs> <that. laughs> sorry <laughs> no, it's
3: it does happen though i yeah. mean it doesn't you know i'm i'm used to it yeah, um your so. but i think we do i don't know i think people just see us when they hear that we're a part of the the national museum of mexican art i think people automatically assume that Um, we're only there to save, you know, the the Mexican kids or Mm -hmm. something. That's like, we're open for everyone to come in and make some weird stuff with (laughs) us. Like, that's what we're there for. Um, and so, yeah, I don't think I do. We, uh, some, there was, or they think like, we're very, we just got an email about like doing something like social justice based. And we're like, well, like, we don't really do that. Did they just like assume that? Mm. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's it's we just want we just wanna be known as the weirdos <laughs> in the neighborhood. And that's what we're known for. Like there's a lot of great organizations in Little Village, like in Lasse, who's doing a lot of uh stuff about building um, you know, young people and in, in knowing their political system or knowing like the immigration system and, and understanding where they're coming from and how to um you know just how to work better to build that community in a different way and then we're there we're that's why it was nice for us to be there because like we're offering out this other thing of like we're we're a space you could just come you know no judgment you want to talk about uh farts and weird inside jokes we're totally fine with that i do think farts are inherently (laughs) political (laughs) though (laughs)
1: <laughs> or are they inherently artistic?
3: <laughs> Ooh. Ooh.
4: <laughs>
0: let's, let's, not, let's not find out because we're in a very small soundproof room. <laughs> yeah.
3: But um, but I don't want to like just put this in the bubble like we're just the weirdos too. Like I think what we do is is um, just help mentor young people uh, choose the right path that they want to go with, or just be there because sometimes that's all a young person needs is somebody to be there.
0: Yeah. Uh, So, so zooming out a little bit Mm -hmm. back to the little village stuff, I think, I mean, so through some of the stuff we were doing in North Londo, I found myself on 26th a lot. Uh, And it feel, it's just, the feel is so great. It's one of those amazing stretches in the city that actually is like kind of how I imagine, it feels how I imagine a lot of other kind of major streets used to feel. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of cool to have at least some version of that model to see, um, for those who have been in their uh, little pocket of the city, what is what is 26th feel like to you?
3: Uh home. <laughs> um, um, it's a lot of great grocery stores, a lot of great restaurants. We could talk about food again. Um, <laughs> A lot of great... Shout, shout a couple out. What,
1: what are some spots <laughs>
3: um, that, that people need I'll, to Aguas Calientes, mm-hmm. Gorditas. Um, El Farro, it's not on 26th Street. It's on 31st Street, but
4: vegetarian.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you, 26th Street is full of just things that you know like, oh, I need... Um, it's I become like the hot spot for quinceanera dresses, right? It's like yeah. the quinceanera... Um, You know, drive, but uh, (laughs) but it's if you need a baptism dress too, you could go and get your little baby baptism dress, like honorary brown (laughs) street size. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of other uh community orgs down there. It's just again, it's just home for me because that's that's where I grew up and that's like what I see. And it's just like, I hate you know, I don't want to like. Draw this generalization, but it's so colorful, it's so bright. Right, you just feel like you're just in a different setting. Um, And and they're individual, independent businesses. I mean, that's part of like Mm -hmm. the uh,
0: beyond the the kind of broad, beautiful idea Mm -hmm. of like the aesthetics. Like it is a vibrant economic hub that doesn't serve it's a vibrant e- independent economic it's mm-hmm. someone independent economic hub in the city that serves yeah. a specific community that actually lives there yeah which is not typically the kind of economic structure or neighborhood building that the city is liking to do or but the it's country really cool or overall. the country right mm-hmm, but it actually it feels like it works yeah which is kind of an amazing thing
3: yeah and that's why you know people when they're coming from Mexico, that's why they, they move there. They mm-hmm. want to move to where they know their culture is. Um, other people that will speak their languages that they could get the food that they're used to getting. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, or anything else, you know?
0: Yeah. Are there specific little village things that, uh, like the way in Humboldt park, like the Hibarito developed is like a Chicago thing born of a com- from a community of first and second generation folks, uh, are there like specific whether it's food things? I, I think let's let's stick on the food. I guess <laughs> I'm a little hungry. I should have eaten something before the show. But are there like things that are uh not that, that are kind of new versions mm-hmm. or or new kind of that are specific yeah, specific bit. to the neighborhood?
3: Um you know, I'm not sure. I, I I think I've heard through the grapevine that carne and suhugo was kind of developed in, in Little Village. Just like a soup with just delicious meat and a bunch of veggies. Okay. Um, there's a lady that sells the uh, hot dogs wrapped in bacon, which is also wow. delicious. <laughs> <That's interesting. laughs> um Yeah, I'm not sure what else. Uh, the, I mean, you could always you know go on the corner and get an elote or some mangoes um that's what i always grew up with. i grew up with, with the guys would like go through the streets with a cart and hunk a horn and be like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh he's out there yeah, i want some yeah, pepino yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait,
1: wait. so I, I think um oh just to, you have something just, just on that point, okay uh, before we
0: leave before we leave 26 we leave little village, go ahead. i want to just stay on the street for one step because one of the one of the other amazing things that you make is via palooza which is this beautiful yeah. Uh, festival, street, neighborhood celebration. Yes. Uh, Mm
4: -hmm.
0: How did that come to, how did you get involved with that? And Mm -hmm. like, what do you, what feels so right about it? Because it does feel like completely in step with what we were just describing.
3: Yeah. uh, I, we started off, so Yolo started off with it the first year. Um, So that's kind of like how I got my first little taste of it. And it started off as, um, the guys started off, did it, as like pop-up spaces. So they asked a bunch of business owners if they could use a space to have music in. Um, and now it's grown to, it's gone from a block party. So around year three, that's when I joined and I became part of the vendor committee because I used to sell things out at festivals as well. Um, and so I organized getting all the vendors together and you know making sure they set up right um and it went from that block party uh, across the street from a school castellano school to now um last year was the first time we were on 26th street Mm -hmm. took over about three blocks um and it was just amazing uh it was like you know one of the things that you're like oh my goodness like 26th street in the middle of 26th street is closed down like you never see that except for maybe the parade Mm -hmm. um so and it's just a, a beautiful time. You get a mix of world music. You get a mix of, um, you know, dancey music. Uh, you get a lot of local acts, local music from younger students. I'm sorry, younger uh, musicians. Um, and then there's also the house tent, which is my favorite. Um, oh, your house tent? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and again, because uh, that neighborhood used to have that radio station, WCYC. I feel like that's where, like a lot of that house and like new wave kind of came into play with people mm-hmm. listening to that and freestyle. Um, and so that house tent is my favorite place to sneak off to when I have time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. Cause we, we've been talking a lot about how kind of in, in other conversations about how um, in addition to all the great things that music and art and presentation can do, it can also be like, it can be a tool of resistance just like anything, but it can also be a tool for a lot of the, um, kind of control a space that we've been talking about. So f- what feels really different about the way that what y'all do it in opposed to, in opposition to like a Riot Fest type thing yeah. is because it is it is so grounded and it is, um, how do you, basically the question here is how do y'all structure it in a way yeah. where it is an opportunity both as performers and audience for people who live there and it's not just this like outpost for, quote, adventurous white folks to go to a neighborhood (laughs) they don't
3: usually go to. Yeah, I didn't mention that. So everybody who is a part of the committee has either lived in Little Village, is currently living in Little Village, or has some sort of relationship with Little Village, because it always started off as a group of us young, in quotation marks, uh, people (laughs) um, getting together and say... We just want to do this. We think that it needs this. There's other festivals that little village has, um, they're a little bit more, mm, traditional based. Mm -hmm. Um, and so this is like to also showcase all the other great talent outside of, um, what people generally think of little village The abundance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, honestly, we're all volunteers no nobody gets paid um we're all just fundraising on our own uh and we're just doing it because we want to do it and we want to see it again just grow and be vibrant and be uh it's a free festival for the community also yeah. uh, when is it just so, uh, so people can put it on the calendars uh, early august 27th yeah. it's a one-day festival because that you know things yeah. it's tiring yeah. <laughs> oh, <yeah. That's> nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it grew out of that people from the neighborhood that live or work from the neighborhood wanted to see um, something great.
4: That's what's
1: up? So I just want to make like a, a sharp left turn. And, and just start talking about something new. So we try to have this practice before we get on air to like, just talk to folks and, and, and see some things that they might be interested in talking about. So before the show, uh, when we ask you that question, right, <laughs> um, of, of something that was bothering you or something that, that you know, is on your mind. Um, and, and you talked about cat calling in, yeah. on the street, especially since like, you know, it's supposed to be like 90 this saturday right Uh, and so and and like the freedom to be able to wear things that are comfortable for you and be able to like occupy the street so i don't want to um like ask you like (laughs) how does it feel (laughs) to be cackled or why is it bad right because we've had some conversations about it um but but in what ways do you think we can challenge thinking to like deconstruct that practice right oh my god like, like, i mean you may not have the answers to it so you could yeah. maybe you can maybe just vent if you want to talk about like a bad you know experience yeah. that, that pissed you off also but i didn't want to put the pressure on you and like just having to talk about like yeah. what you go through uh so i just want to open up the space to like have that dialogue so we could take yeah. whichever way you want to go for real.
3: yeah i think um again not to like put little village or in a bad place but i grew up in a little village it's your home i grew up in a little village (laughs) and i remember being a young lady walking down the street and just getting those cat calls and it's like why like i just want to walk to mcdonald's or something i don't know um and it's scary to think that it still happens to you know to young ladies today and and you know to myself and you know even like walking with my kid Mm -hmm. like like, yo, my kids right here. Yeah. That's Yeah.
1: yeah and I so know. I think I think the like the jump that we need to make as as a society is that like it's not playful banner. Yeah. And it's, and it's not flattery or flirting, right? right? Like it, mm-hmm. it, it it is harassment.
3: Yes. Um
1: so how how from your experience can you can you help people understand that it's not like it's not okay, you know?
3: I mean the most I do is is um I either will yell at the person yelling at me <laughs> um or you know if I catch any of my friends doing it I'll get upset with them and let them know I mean that's that's the best way I can I can think about ever doing that I know uh, there's a collective, I think, in Mexico that was doing something yeah, against catcalling yeah. uh, where they, like, s- I think, squirt a water gun or, like, a confetti gun at, at, <laughs> at like, catcallers. So this
0: the point of that, as soon as they do yeah. it, yeah, it's
3: I mean, I had a friend...
0: Like, I, at a cat, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's
3: fantastic. <laughs> I had a friend who would, like, pick her nose with her middle finger at the person. I mean, I hate to, you, like, use aggression with, with it, but it's, it makes people angry. It, like, makes us angry, like... You, you know there's no need for it and so and then also just being a mom like me trying to teach my young person my young man like you know don't t- treat women respectfully right yeah. <laughs> anyone yeah
0: um so for those i i feel like i mean i don't want to assume that the people listening to this don't can't call. so <laughs> hey y'all don't 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 do call just don't, don't do it,
1: do it. Don't and because like for me like <laughs> outside of the like obviously dehumanizing and all the big words about it right like it also just doesn't work right for the most part like it's 90, like what is
0: your intention
4: are you like, just yeah. trying to
1: mess with somebody or are you just trying to f- you know be heard 98 uh, percent, i think cat calls are met with rejection yeah it's uh, also
0: it's like it would be funny if it wasn't like potent if it wasn't violence yeah <laughs> like it's so mm-hmm. ridiculous and over the top that if there wasn't like the like the actual violence of it coupled with like the potential threat that like that person might do something horrible yeah. it, it would be ridiculous anyway yeah. we're not saying anything that yeah. people haven't yeah. said a million yeah. times and so <laughs> and, and so i guess i'll ask one
1: last question about it um because i'm kind of just of the belief that like you shouldn't talk to strength like you should <laughs> right like you shouldn't like. If you don't have anything to, 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 if we're not in any type of like common relationship, right, Mm -hmm. and we just happen to be in the same space for like one moment, then there's really no reason for us to say more than like, hello, or how are you doing? But in that, like, for like the hopeless romantics who like believe that like, oh, there's like love at first sight is like a thing. And like, Uh what if I see, like, is there a way in public space with someone who you do not have any connection to that can address? you are other women in a way that is safe and appropriate i don't i don't know that i've seen a model yeah do you think that there is one
3: i i guess a, a good hello is okay but but past that but then if if you know so she's not responding you she just, just let them go let it go <laughs> let right. them go we uh all right dude we go. hey
1: yeah ooh, ooh, little. Play. We, we will go. all right guy hey i'm t- we were talking to you dude i hope you heard that yeah mister <laughs> <laughs> we're educating the people here at WHBK eighty eight point five go Radio.
0: George Wallace says this great bit where you you go into a crowd of people and you yell, "Hey asshole!" and you see how many people turn and look.
1: Who <laughs> were? <laughs> 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 Always love to join you should mention it <laughs> once a week um, all right, so we got about five minutes left here, so we got a couple of couple yeah. of games that we play uh which one you want to do first let's do uh let's do your favorite let's do the the, the all-time all time greatest, greatest, greatest game. game so so here at airgo radio okay we, we are very serious about accountability we uh we start beef we have a, an ongoing beef with the f c c uh we didn't, we didn't, uh, we didn't ena- enact it today, but I just want them to know that we still have problems. Uh, and then there's a sect of the world that we feel has run amok and nobody's held them accountable for, for generations now. Uh, and, and those people are R and B singers. Okay. So every week we put our guests on the spot and ask them, uh, to, to think of one R and B singer and to start beef with them uh and it could be from a place of love you know mm-hmm. some people might be like for an example like oh frank ocean come out with your album because i want to hear it <laughs> uh but we don't encourage that we encourage like real beef so yeah. so from from motown all the way to like a song that's like on power 92 right now yeah beef with B singer and why god
3: i i think most of my friends know this but it, it's it just because i i gave him up this year, it's R. Kelly.
1: All right, he is the he is, uh, okay. he is the reason that this game. Exists. Oh, okay. <laughs> so anytime R. Kelly is mentioned, uh, uh, we, we affirm and approve him. Um, do you want to add any context to, to, to uh, or how did it? You only gave him up this year, so you I did. Now, I how you did know? you get to that? What was the, the last straw? Congratulations! I, oh, yeah, thank welcome, you. welcome. Thank
3: you. Thank you. We've been, um, wait, we've been waiting. We've <laughs> um, Yeah, I guess I'm just. I was just. It was New Year's Eve, and I was like, you know what, New Year, no more, Kelly. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know what, this, why am I sticking up for this man? Oh. Like, so many wrong things with him, and and why, why, it, you know, he, yes, he makes me want to dance, but no, no more. You no had a, more our Kelly. Resolution
0: to be Robertless.
3: Yeah,
1: <laughs> we, we're changing. We're changing the world one week at a time. We're yes. creating less and less R. Kelly fans. <laughs> I can't wait till he gets back to him. He, this is yeah. He work. takes these type of things yeah. seriously. All right. The, the phone lines lighting up right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, are we Are we queued up for the for the next one?
0: Yeah. Uh, let's go. Uh, let's go live at the barbecue. Oh,
1: I forgot about this one.
0: So you know, you said it's going to be hot, hot very warm this weekend uh and mm-hmm. as summertime's approaching that means it's barbecue season uh as the instrumental the live of the barbecue plays under us who are you bringing could be someone you know could be someone famous could be someone alive could be someone dead preferably someone chicago related mm-hmm. uh who are you bringing to the barbecue with you and why and then also what food are you bringing with you to the barbecue mm-hmm.
3: Uh Chicago related. I had somebody not Chicago related. Go ahead. You could go. <laughs> go <ahead. laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> um, actually had Bjork. <laughs> Bjork <and laughs> coming the with me. Yeah, because I feel like she would just throw people off.
0: That's great. And
3: um, <laughs> and she would just be a character. I'd love to see what she wears or you know whatever. And I'd ask her to bring something. Iceland and just like something different.
0: That's a great (laughs) answer. The only tricky thing with that one is I cannot imagine her sitting on the grass. (laughs) I feel like there's no way she's sitting on the ground. She'd
3: probably just bring some like special, beautiful. A chair that was made from a fancy artist.
0: She'd have like a mm-hmm. chariot where there's like four yeah. people holding it and she's just sitting on top. Oh, man. Word. So York with an Icelandic, uh, like maybe some whale blubber type yeah. situation.
1: Whoa. Yeah. Barbecued whale Whoa. blubber. Whoa, no. That was, no, a, that was no. a reference. Maybe,
3: no, I, maybe something vegetarian. I don't have a no. problem with whale blubber. I don't <laughs> know what it is. I don't
1: know and like, I'm just like really curious <laughs> like how he just pulled that at his ass. Like, wait, 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 have you done Icelandic dish research? <laughs> I, t- I told you. The you cuisine. I
0: told you. You know, actually, who I learned about whale blubber from? Charlie Murphy. Okay. Not personally, I don't, know, so <laughs> I don't know But if he's listening, I'd love to have him <laughs>
1: What's show. up Chuck uh, so, so it's about time for us to, to get out of here I know that you have some things to plug So what do people need to know about Where can people find you Where yes. can people find the work
3: uh, You could find Yolo Kali or Via Palooza On Facebook, Instagram uh, June 18th we have a graffiti battle That's made by our youth council That's at Barrett Park um, We also have a water balloon fight On July 30th Yes That'll be that, fun. That is Got to go exciting. to that one uh, again. Via Palooza is August twenty seventh, and then the Yolo Cali Fundraiser is August twenty ninth, and all of that is on our Facebook.
0: Very cool. And anything just for you, like any uh, any? Do you have a Twitter or anything like that? Just because you <laughs> people might like hear you. They've
3: I've been enjoying hearing you talk, <laughs> hearing your thoughts. Maybe they want to hear more. I don't. I'm so much of an introvert. Wow. I just hide and just you know have conversations with lovely people, great friends. And there you go. Yeah. Cool. So Just be my her, friend. Become her friend. Be my friend. Not like
0: a Facebook friend, like a real like friend. Like a real
3: friend. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lost art. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
0: So before we get out of here, one last plug on our end. Uh, I will, we'll use this to take you out. It's the the first track off the We Go Volume 2 mixtape, which is available now. Ergo alum and incredible artist in person, Jamila Woods, with her poem, Black Girl Art. It's been a pleasure. As always, we'll be back next week with another strong voice from Chicago beyond. I said thank you so much for being thank here. Thank you. And uh, we'll talk to you next
1: week. Much love to the people.
2: Poems are bullshit unless they are eyeglasses. Honey tea with lemon. Hot water bottles on tummies. I want poems my grandma wants to tell the ladies at church about. I want orange potato words soaking in the pot till their skins fall off. Words you burn your tongue on. Words on sale two for one. Words that keep my feet dry. I want to hold a poem in my fist in the alley, just in case. I want a poem for dude at the bus stop. Oh, you can't talk, ma? Words to make the body inside my body less invisible. Words to teach my sister how to brew remedies in her mouth. Words that grow mama's hair back. Words to detangle the kitchen. I won't write poems unless they are an instruction manual, a bus card, warm shea butter on elbows, water, a finger massage to the scalp. A broomstick, sometimes used for cleaning and sometimes to soar.